When I graduated from college, I went up to Alaska to work as a tour guide for six months. Uh, and that wasn't the ambitious part. The ambitious part was that I was sure I was going to hook up with a ton of chicks. And that was because uh, I was young, and this was going to be my crazy summer after graduation. And most of all, because I'd recently broken up with my long-term girlfriend. And that's when men are most delusional about their power over the other sex. Because <laughs> when you're dating someone, you can't, you can't test the dating pool. You can't flirt and find out if girls would want to sleep with you. So I just go ahead and assume that they all do. So when I broke up, I naturally assumed my life was about to become a softcore porn movie. You know, I'd be, I'd be a strapping Alaskan tour guide whose days were hot, but his nights hotter. That's what I envisioned on the way up, but uh, Alaska is not the place to go if you want to live out a softcore porn movie. There's not many girls there. There's eight. That's pretty much it. Just to give you an idea of how slim the pickings were, I once saw a bar fight up there between two fishermen over a woman who was missing 40% of her teeth and was wearing a cape. <laughs> two grown men entered into physical combat over a woman best described as a pirate witch. Okay, a couple things off top. That music you heard was a band called Wicked Hollow. And I have a soft spot for them because they are from the neighboring town of my hometown and went to the same audio school that I went to. So it is an honor and a privilege to present them to you. You can check them out on bandcamp.com. Just search Wicked Hollow. And we'll play another song at the end of the show so you can see if you're really digging them. And that story you heard about Alaska was from a very funny author named Madison Perry. He's our first guest since we started the new format with Jeff and Brian along as my co-hosts. And the book's called Available, a memoir of heartbreak, hookups, love, and brunch. Can't recommend it high enough. We could have spent the whole episode just talking about the book. Very funny. I think you'll agree. Madison joins us about halfway through the show. And... You'll hear more about the book, and he joins us for a little bit of all-ball or flagrant foul as well. So I just wanted to get this info and the plugs off at the top. A very fun, enjoyable show, and appreciate everybody for listening and sharing and telling a friend and leaving those iTunes ratings and reviews. Having a great time doing the show. I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. So if you can, just keep spreading the word and... Go support Madison and Wicked Hollow. And let's get to the show. All right, welcome to the Off Balance 3. Aaron Hodges here, joined as always with Brian Miller and Jeff Young. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great. Yourself? All right, what's the best beer you've had lately? Best beer I've had lately? Um, well, uh, I'm going to just go with my default of Deschute Black Butte Porter. All right. You like them dark. Love them dark. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> beer. Yeah, I love how you just let that sit there. My wife and I uh, are just, just got a house. And so we had to go to get supplies to paint and do a bunch of stuff the other day. And I was kind of dreading it. And I never realized how many hilarious double entendres and funny <laughs> 
goofy names the lurk in the hardware store. So I ended up having a great time just pointing at this and giggling, <laughs> pretending that various things were attached to me. <laughs> so I'm loving this whole homeowner thing. So far, so good. Yeah, yeah, that's it's definitely ripe for material there. I think you're gonna you're gonna have a whole new hour just based on home ownership. <laughs> as long as that hour consistently just it's just me pointing at a name that sounds kind of like a word for dong and giggling <laughs> to my wife as long as we can get the whole club into the hardware store you could just do a slideshow a la chelsea handler you don't have to rely on good oh, jokes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no comment <laughs> don't i be hiring writers that's right you want a career okay uh, <laughs> mine's never starting never getting off the ground all right notes from the network Real quick, would you rather stop doing the show or finally get some sponsors, fellas? We are not going to be able to pay your way forever. So you better get out there and get some sponsors. We got to beat the bushes for our own sponsors, do we? These guys, I don't know where do they get off. Who would be our ideal sponsor? Who should we go shoot, shoot big, aim high? Maybe V8? Hmm? Why V8? Hmm. Do you remember the old commercials they, they where the people are leaning because they're off balance? Their diet <laughs> is not balanced, and the V8 sets them straight. It's a long way to go for that, but all right, all right. Well, yeah, but you see it. It works. The Tower of Pisa could advertise <laughs> the whole building. You don't, you don't hear much about the leaning Tower of Pisa anymore. You know, they used to come up all the time. It was like a gag in every cartoon that someone would straighten it, and it was just, I don't know. There used to be a lot of the more leaning Tower of Pisa talk. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. Maybe it's not there anymore. I don't even know. Maybe it finally tipped over. Uh, we can make it a point to talk about it every episode if you want. If they sponsored the podcast, maybe people would be more aware. Hmm. Maybe the tourism you know, pizzas, bureau. Could the be what would we call it? Just, you know, how's it leaning? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the kind of gold I come up with in the hardware store. That's fantastic. There you go. <laughs> This episode of the Off Balance 3 is brought to you by the Arena Football League. No sport on the planet can match the AFL's drama because you never know which game will be the last. The hits are harder, the kicks are longer, and the catches are catchier because we only have enough meal vouchers to feed the player of the game. Join us on Friday, May 27th in sunny Tampa Bay as the Storm face the visiting Cleveland Gladiators on Blackout Night, where the first 46 fans in attendance will receive a free flashlight to help them find their seats. Ooh, fun. And don't miss a special offer for Off Balance 3 listeners. Go to arenafootball.com and enter promo code Please come back, Kurt Warner, to receive 96% off all AFL merchandise. Item of the week, signed copies of Commissioner Scott Patera's Seven Habits of Highly Effective Panhandlers. The Arena Football League, where players come to play and fans come to watch. No, seriously, they do. Just try it. We'll let you in for free and you can sit next to Gene Simmons if you buy an Aquafina. Just come watch. So the network, really honest. That's an ongoing thing. And we got another iTunes review, guys. I saw the one you you emailed an iTunes review to me, right? Yeah, Is it the same one. Yeah, that 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 very one. Um, <laughs> this one, it's more, it's closer to Kobe Bean Pod than it is to Layla. Sure. As far as its trustworthiness, but I'll just sure. lay it out there. I don't want to cloud somebody's judgment talking about it too much before we get into it. Here it is. Uh, it's entitled "Panicking" from Bill Simmons. Now, it's Simmons with a Y, so I don't know if it's the basketball guy or not. But, Maybe he's uh, a feminist. 
You know, like women with a Y's, Bill Simmons. Ooh, there you go. Feminist Bill Simmons. That'd be a great Twitter account. Feminist Bill Simmons would be a great Twitter yeah. account. The Patriots cheerleaders are the best cheerleaders in the entire NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but do we really need cheerleaders? Isn't it the grading? <laughs> All right, here's the review from Bill Simmons. Five stars. I thought I had hired some ringers to host my podcast, but then I listened to these guys and realized I missed out on three generational talents. I wish I were as cool as Aaron and had a non-whiny voice like Jeff. I can't even talk about Brian without crying myself to sleep. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to get back to editing a 10,000-word oral history of catcher's masks and trying not to soak my laptop in tears. Thank you, Bill Simmons. It's kind of all over the map in terms of uh, compliments because uh, you, Jeff is merely – Jeff has a non-whiny voice. That's pretty straightforward. What was, what was your thing, Aaron? Uh, this person thinks I'm cool. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, okay. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> mine is uh, uh, really debatable. I mean, to cause someone to weep might not necessarily be what one was going for. That's true. That's true. I, the description you said weeping. Yeah. I mean, why are they weeping? That's what we need to get to the bottom. The end of the weeping, it's, it's strong emotion, though. That's good, right? That's true. It's uh, you're I'm, right. Better. I'm just happy. I'm just happy that I got non whiny voice because usually my voice is. You ever watch Bob's Burgers? You guys watch? That sure. Show? Yeah. Okay, so I'd never heard of this before. Well, this was several years ago, but my voice got compared to Tina from that show. I can see the, it. The oldest daughter. Yeah, well, it wasn't the most flattering thing necessarily, but on the other hand, it got me to watch that show. Yeah. And, and I love that show. So and now you love it. I do. Awesome. Only because somebody insulted me. <laughs> but I, I put a twist on it, you see. <laughs> I love what you did there. You turned a negative to a positive. Exactly. Now you have a new favorite show. That's right. Let's jump into all ball or flagrant foul, shall we? The first order of business here is the Philadelphia 76ers land StubHub in the NBA's first uniform advertisement deal. Uh, The sponsorship partnership. Is it a good one? All ball or flagrant foul? Jeff, Mr. Bob's Burgers. (laughs) This is all ball. It's the 76ers' biggest one of the year. Possibly their only <laughs> win of the year. My only question is, how did uh, Chico's bail bonds not get in on the action? Nice. <laughs> and Brian? So is the patch going to go on the uniform, though? Yeah, it'll be a small patch, like, on the shoulder area. Yeah, well, first off, now they're, all their uniforms are going to have a $13.50 convenience fee every time <laughs> they put them on. Separate <laughs> uh, for the shorts and the shirt. Uh, I know I'm, I'm not a fan of the patches. It, 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 it thus begins the trip trip to NASCAR before everybody's just covered in advertisements. Uh huh. Yeah, flagrant foul. I says. Oh, uh, well, I say all ball, and I say that because. Okay, so I never actually did it, but I looked at some StubHub tickets for Philadelphia 76ers games last year, and I could have bought a cup of coffee for more than it would have cost to buy two tickets to go see a 76ers game. So clearly the 76ers are the, or the clearly StubHub is the only thing driving fans to 76ers games. It's a perfect marriage. All ball. I love it. And we move on to Kyle Lowry of the Toronto Raptors. I'm going to make sure I mention the Raptors every podcast until they're out of the playoffs. (laughs) 
his post-game <laughs> comments kind of threw shade, as the kids say, threw shade at LeBron, and I think he did it in a very masterful way. Uh, he was asked <laughs> about the upcoming battle with the Cleveland Cavaliers after they beat the Miami Heat in Game 7, and he said he's looking forward to it because LeBron is probably one of the best players in the league, but he didn't stop there. He goes, LeBron is probably one of the best players in the league besides Steph. So, just from a from a psychological warfare standpoint, is this a good shot at LeBron, and is it wise to do so? All ball or flagrant foul, Mr. Miller? Oh yeah, all ball. This is great. It's great. It's a great double insult because I mean, even if you take the Steph part away, he's probably one of like that's such a qualified compliment that it just it's a perfect backhanded compliment. You know, he landed that totally square. All ball for sure. And Jeff? I'm going flagrant foul because I don't Ooh. think he really took it far enough. Oh. <laughs> Fair I, enough. I, thought, I thought he should have just stayed with the, the whole uh, Cleveland thing and just said something like, LeBron is probably one of the best players on the Cavaliers besides <laughs> the <deal> with <laughs> <laughs> you know, Show some love for Outback Jesus, right? <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a very good answer. That is really great. Uh, yeah, I go all ball. I love it. Because it's, it's not such a secret. LeBron going into the finals last year, I think he was upset that Steph Curry was named the MVP. And he was said he had some extra motivation. You know how he subtweets sometimes? And sometimes he substatements with the media. He said he had some extra motivation. And I'm convinced that he wanted to win the championship, not just for the whole Cleveland story, but because he wanted to show the world who the real MVP was. So when he lost... That chapped his ass. So for Kyle to kind of <laughs> medical diagnosis, I love that. <laughs> that's like a that's a line from one of the Naked Guns where he goes, "There's there's two things there's two things in the world that chap my ass: Ryan Harrison and a snow cone up to here." And he points to like his ass. It's great. <laughs> so I, I I say all ball, masterful stroke, well done, Kyle Lowry. We move on to Sam. You have to be a new insult writer, though. Go ahead. What's that? You hired Jeff to punch up his insults from now on. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I, I think that's the best answer that we're going to have. The next one is Sam Bradford wants to put all the blame on his agent for the trade demand. All ball or flagrant foul? Jeff. Flagrant foul. So in that article that you had sent us, there's this, there's this quote that says, Sam Bradford said it was Tom Condon, his agent's idea to request a trade, said he trusts Condon and will always follow his advice. So I read that quote and I'm thinking, all right, now the Eagles and anybody that they might want to trade Bradford to, what is the message that he's sending? How good can you feel about his leadership abilities? Right. If he's following someone blindly and then throwing that person under the bus. Oh, good point. I mean, does that really say, hey, let's get that quarterback? No, <laughs> it does there not. There you go. Slaver and foul. Simple enough. Uh, Brian? Yeah, flagrant foul. He should, if he wants to blame anybody, he should blame his uh, crumbly ankles and fragile knees. I read somewhere if you break it down, the guy's been paid three million dollars for every win he's had in the NFL. Oof. I mean, he just—he's not—he doesn't seem to be all that great when he is healthy, and he doesn't—he's not that healthy all that often, which is a really bad combo. <laughs> you know, it's not like Gronkowski where you go, "Ooh, he's out for five games every season," but when he's there. You know, yeah. it's not even that or really like Romo 
Uh, Bradford is very lucky, I think, overall to get what he's gotten. And uh, I think he should have kept his mouth shut. And if he outplays Carson Wentz, he gets to stay and be the quarterback anyway. Just put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So all ball or flagrant foul? Flagrant foul. Flagrant foul. For Bradford, yeah, for sure. Uh, Agreed. I agree with you. I just want to enter into evidence some comments from Michael Bennett of the Seattle Seahawks. who's Oh, yeah, this was great. He's targeted Sam Bradford in the past for just being whiny. And uh, this is what he said recently. He said, uh, I listened to Sam Bradford again. I just almost threw up. I can't believe Sam Bradford is complaining about making $40 million in the next two years and because he actually has to compete for a position. This guy right here definitely sets a bad tone of what a player should be. If I was his teammate, how can you play with a guy that doesn't want to compete at a high level and feels like his position should be solidified without even putting up the stats or wins to back that up? It's well said. The thing is, too, I mean, there's not... It's 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 not even a question at this point. There are not 32 good starting quarterbacks in the NFL. For whatever reason, we just can't produce more than 32 really good quarterbacks at any given time. There's, you know, there's probably 20 guys who can really do the job. So even if Bradford, if he's good enough, there's still going to be another job out there waiting for him. They'll overpay him to go somewhere else. Just play well. That's all there is to it. Stop being a little bitch. And like I said, it's not one of those guys who are like, oh, he played really well for five years, and then they screwed him on a second contract. I mean, he's, he's gotten compensated very well. So, you know, come on, Sammy. Just win a football game or two. And it's Philadelphia. What, you thought people were going to be nice to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, now's the time that we bring in our guest. The first guest that we've had since we switched the format here for the Off Balance 3, it's Madison Perry. He's a very funny author, storyteller, and he has a book coming out called Available, a memoir of heartbreak, hookups, love, and brunch. Depending on when you're listening to this, it might be available already, but you can pre-order it right now if you want. Welcome to the show, Madison. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you taking the time. I got about a third of the way through the book, and I love it. Yeah, the, the last two thirds are really bad, so you can uh, <laughs> stop there, and you'll be a satisfied customer. Yeah, I, I do hope it's a happy ending, but uh, let's jump into a little bit of all ball or flagrant foul before we uh, talk about the book at length. Jeff, why don't you kick it off, because I'm only vaguely familiar with the big brawl that happened in baseball, so fill us in, give us the dates, hit us with the situation. Yeah, so over the weekend, the uh, uh, Blue Jays and the Rangers were playing, and uh, there was an incident where uh, Jose Bautista came in sliding pretty hard into second base, uh, and uh, Texas second baseman uh, Rugnit Odor took offense and uh, basically took some punches at uh, at Bautista, and and we had a full-on actual base, baseball brawl. Um, guys came out and, and instead of just standing around and posturing, they actually threw some punches and some suspensions were levied out. This actually goes back to kind of a, a bat flip that happened in the last uh, last year's playoffs when Bautista had a, hit a home run and did a bat flip and guys took offense. So, you know, there's sort of a history there. And uh, the uh, MLB has suspended uh, a bunch of guys, but primarily they suspended Odor eight games. So, uh, question is, is is the uh, punishment appropriate to the crime, all ball or flagrant foul? Why don't you start, Madison? You're our guest. I think it's 
Uh, I'm going to give all ball to the punishment. I think he had to get punished. Also, all ball to the punch. I think that's maybe the best punch (laughs) I've ever seen in a non-combat sport. Like he, I've seen MMA matches with less clean contact to knock someone out. It's a great punch. (laughs) So all ball, all around. What about you, uh, Brian? Well, you know, it's important to remember that these guys are our icons and that we can't have our children thinking that baseball is interesting. Um, <laughs> that's a really dangerous precedent to set. Uh, I think I've stated before that I think some re- baseball is most interesting when it turns into another sport. So becoming boxing is a good way to get me interested in baseball. <laughs> Maybe if they were to put ice down over the field and then use their bats to try to push the ball through some kind of net, I think that would be fantastic. So I like, I, I say uh, a flagrant foul to this punishment. They should give this guy a bonus for uh, making a highlight reel oh, that I would man. like to watch. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say flagrant foul as well. And uh, definitely uh, a bonus for performance. I have to ask Jeff, though, this slide by Bautista. Was that in retaliation for something else that transpired earlier in the game? Yeah, there was, yeah, um one of the Rangers pitchers hit a guy. So, you know, there, it's just, it's, it's like one of those things, where did it actually start? Yeah, there was, there was a hit batsman earlier in the game. Um, so there was some retaliation there, but it's like, who knows where this stuff starts? I mean, how, how bad was that? Cause when I saw the replay of the slide, it didn't look that terrible. It didn't look punch worthy to me, but it, no, big no, 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 I think, I think that was an excuse to get into a fight. Basically <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It kind of looked like the odor guy. And this is the number one reason why I wanted you to present it, because I have no idea how to say his name. Uh, <laughs> it kind of looked like he was hoping to hit Batista in the face with the, with the throw, because he went very low when he, it looked like he didn't have to. So, Yeah, there was definitely a lot of bad blood brewing there. Actually, it's kind of funny about that guy. His name is Rugnit Odor. But I think my favorite thing about him is he has a brother who also plays in the Rangers minor league system who's also named Rugnit Odor. Oh, my God. I was just like, having this conversation. How is that? Like, my <laughs> Italian in-laws, they have people in their family or extended family that there's about three daughters in this other family, and they're all named Olga. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? To keep her from getting laid. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> here's, I, I secretly hope this Odor gets hit in the head hard enough as a Game of Thrones fan that he is only able to say his own name. So he just walks around like, Odor, Odor, Odor. <laughs> you call that pitch a hundred times, Odor. Odor. <laughs> the uh, other thing I really love about this particular item is that the, uh, the Rangers fans actually started a GoFundMe page to help him pay the fine, which is $5,000. As of this recording, they've raised $402 to help him pay and I'm, and I'm just trying to imagine the thought process behind wanting to contribute money to one millionaire who punched another millionaire. That's not the first That's time like, I've seen that. Didn't they, the Patriots fans do that for Tom Brady? Brady, yeah. Did they really? Man, that's wild. The, the, the fine is only $5,000? I mean, that seems... I, I would be punching people all the time if I was <laughs> at that price. Worth that's a great it. price. Yeah. It costs right. way more to punch somebody on the street than that, I'm pretty it really, sure. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, what's, what's $5,000 to a baseball player? It's like buying a bag of fries. Yeah, like imagine if you just... If there was a place... For, for our like salaries, that would be like, yeah, five bucks. And if there was a place I could go to pay $5 to just punch someone... <laughs> Square in the dot and be no, nothing happened besides that five dollar fine. All right. I would do this all the time. Let's not. Plus, you don't have to watch eight more baseball games. 
<laughs> Let's not develop that idea too much, though, because the network might steal that idea and trademark it. We are, remember, guys? <laughs> oh, right, yeah. They already screwed us with the basketball ring, but uh, I, that's a fantastic idea, man. If you could, it's like the, what is that, the, at, at the state fair where you pay a dollar to throw the ball or throw a tomato at somebody? Uh, to punch somebody in the face for $5. I'm paying that weekly. I'm subscribing. Ah, <laughs> uh, so much pent up rage. <laughs> You're so mad about that guitar center teacher, aren't you? I am. Yeah. <laughs> My wife was really late getting home tonight. I'm gonna have to ask her about that. Shall we move on to the the next item, Brian? I think you have the floor. Oh, all right. Yeah. Here. Oh, okay. All ball or flagrant foul. Um, Jared Hain of the 49ers uh, announced he's retiring. Uh, Hain was the best rugby player in the world. I'm told. Uh, I don't, don't feel like I'm really uh, qualified to evaluate that personally. But um, he retired from the 49ers to go back to pursuing rugby, uh, his Olympic dream uh, in Australia, uh, right around the same time that Morris Boehringer, this uh, German fellow, signs with the Vikings, um, despite having only played football, you know, like three times with some French people that were passing through <laughs> or something. And so uh, I'm not opposed to Hain retiring per se, but all ball or flagrant foul, European dudes who've never played football trying to join the NFL. Hmm. Let's go to our guest. Aaron. Oh, all right. Okay. I'll, I'll take it. European dudes trying to come to the NFL. I'm going to say all ball. Keep coming. I think it's unfortunate that Hain was paired up with Blaine Gabbert. If you were paired up with him, you would probably consider retirement right away as well. So I think he was probably justified in that decision, and it shouldn't sway future European people from trying to come over here and make a name for themselves in American football. So Give us your tired, your hungry, your special teams, second stringers. <laughs> exactly. Bring them on. I mean, th there's so many skills that have to translate from rugby to football. There has to be a diamond in the rough. We thought we had it with Hayne, but not to be. It's not his fault, though, so I'm saying all ball. Keep coming. All right, Madison, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to say all ball, too, mainly because I like seeing uh, what types of meatheads there are in every culture. <laughs> and so I want to see what a dumb offensive lineman is like when he also has a German accent. Uh, so I'm very excited for this era of the NFL when we're going to have dumb jocks from all over the world forming a beautiful rainbow of uh, idiocy in America. <laughs> a United Nations of doofery. Well, Jeff? Uh, yeah, I'm going all ball. I, I think, you know, like everybody else said, uh, you know, keep them coming over and uh, see what they can do. You know, I haven't followed football in a while, but back when I did, the Chargers used to have a punter named Darren Bennett who came from Australia and played Australian rules football. And he was actually a really good punter. I know it's a different it's it's a different position, but, um, you know, he, he was a big guy and he could actually take guys out on returns. Um, and he had this thing where he put crazy spin on the ball so he get the really cool bounce. But the, the thing I remember most about him was how, how much crap the guys back home used to give him for wearing pads. Um, and I just <laughs> thought, hey, that's kind of a cool perspective. Because, you know, it's like it's not a real sport if you have pads on and you've got things that can protect you from, you know, getting maimed or whatever. So, yeah, bring it on. 
All right, well, I'm going to be the dissenting opinion here. Flagrant foul for a, 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 a number of reasons, not the least of which is all these leagues that are starting to pander to the European markets, that's what they really want because they want to expand these games. The NFL wants to have a game uh, in Germany, and they want to have a game at the foot of the pyramids of Giza, and they're trying to schedule one in Atlantis for 2021. And all that winds up doing is putting the games on at weird, stupid times and giving your team a home game in Gay Perry. Uh, thanks a lot. That really helps us in a 16-game season. Uh, and it's also they can make even more money because they, they think they might have wrung all the blood out of the stone that is America. And so uh, I say, uh, no, no, we don't need we don't need you. We don't need you getting in our way, Europe. If you want to watch our games, you watch them on our time, and you'll watch them on our schedule. We're not coming to you. Wow. And furthermore, I'll take it a step farther and say, you know, I don't know that we need all these Europeans coming in. I think, you know, these, these Peans, Yuris, what do they call them? Uh, I say stay home and keep your own lots. Hot take. <laughs> but they should play football in Mexico, though. That seems like a logical thing. I'm cool with that. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, get in Mexico. They're right down there. We're buddies. Come on, hang out. I'm down with that. Hmm. But we don't need you, Germany. What about, here? here's an idea I'll just toss out to you guys. Uh, I think we've talked about it on the other podcast I do, Quick Snaps. I, I have oh, to mention, real about that, I'm contractually obligated to mention it once a podcast. The CFL. Can we treat the CFL as a minor league farming system for the NFL? Are we on board? Well, I thought it was more like a uh, consolation prize. Oh, you're right. They'll get uh, a relegation system like the English Premier League. So uh, who's the worst? Cleveland is always the worst. They should get relegated. Let's take a Canadian Football League team into the NFL. Let's let's Ooh, use them as okay. a relegation system. Well, maybe to up the stakes, it, it's not just you have to the whole the whole team and its fans have to swap places with the city in Canada. They have to move Ooh. to Canada. It's like a full relocation if your team loses. Hmm. But then Who benefits from that though. Does it make uh, Ohio cooler, or does it just punish a bunch of poor Canadians who didn't do nothing to nobody? <laughs> well, with, with Cleveland as the example, that maybe maybe punishment to the one getting called up to the big leagues. Yeah, and then I I could envision a scenario where everyone's conspiring against San Diego so they can take over that plot of land. <laughs> Overall, what, what are your feelings? Should we do this? Yeah, there should be some punishment for sucking really badly, other than a first-round draft pick. I think there should. It seems strange to me there's not a minor league for football, especially, you know, because right now they basically have a free minor league, which is college football, Hmm. which seems crappy for the players that are good enough to play out of high school. So they should have a minor league. Maybe it's the Canadian Football League, and you can get drafted at 18, and then they can stash you uh, in Calgary. For three for three years until you get your man strength, and then you get called up, and they can you can learn the system. Would you be all right? Hockey has minor leagues. Yeah, they have a college feeder system as well. Why not football? True. Would you be all right with European players playing in the CFL, Brian? Yeah, it's Canada's business. I'm gonna leave that to <laughs> I'm gonna leave that to the ombudsman of Canada or whoever's leading them. Oh man, a lot of innovative racism. You know, I'm I'm going against the Canadians and my 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 fellow Europeans. It's bold. It really is bold. It is bold. Yeah. Those polite Canadians might come and get you. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my wife is from Spain. and oh, well, well, actually, today. we got to end the podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is a very jingoistic podcast. No, <laughs> oh, go ahead. She uh, last night figured out that one of the teams still in the NBA playoffs was from Canada. Right. And 
was incensed that why aren't there European teams if Canada gets to have uh, a team? And I really did not have a great answer for her other than geography. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Well, go Raptors. I'm all in on the, the Raptors. They're playing game one as we record this. So can't wait to be done, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that should be the uh, motto of the podcast. <laughs> we need a slogan. We need a tagline. <laughs> can't wait to be done. On that note, let's transition over to Madison Perry and his book. It's uh, called Available, a memoir of heartbreak, hookups, love, and brunch. Let's keep it in sports a little bit. So I'm reading about your describing uh, your dating life and the type of person you dated. And from the age of zero to 13, uh, you said you were exclusively dating John Elway. I assume he is still your favorite player of all time. Yeah, you never get over a first love. Uh, <laughs> you find different kinds of loves. But he, he was drafted in 83 when I was about a year and a half old, uh, and he retired uh, my senior year of high school after they won two Super Bowls. So we, I really came of age in the John Elway era of Colorado. And so I, I honestly think I liked him so much. My mom, who she would have been fine with this, but she was like, maybe he's gay. Like, he's really into this <laughs> football player. And, and so, yeah, he was, he was my boy. Are you still a Broncos fan? I am, yeah. This, uh, this year was very, very exciting because I won the Super Bowl. It was a very strange experience because I had no faith in them winning the Super Bowl from at any point in the season, including at the start of the Super Bowl. Uh, it's just like, well, it's been a great ride. I'm sure it'll end, end here after uh, pretty much every game. And uh, so it was, it was very, you know, as you become an adult, there's fewer and fewer times when you get really excited and sports makes you happy because, you, you know, your soul dies a little bit every year. And uh, so it was, it was nice. I was, I was real happy calling my friends and family after the Super Bowl. So it was fun. Elway turns out to be a, a pretty savvy GM, though, right? He does. I mean, if you grew up in Colorado and saw how he ran his car dealerships, it comes as no surprise. Uh, but yeah, he seems to have a real feel for uh, making bold moves and bringing in the right people. And and uh, so it was, yeah, he's, he's great. He's, he can do no wrong in the eyes of a Coloradan, basically. Yeah, he hosed Houston with a slightly used Osweiler. <laughs> yeah. They overpaid for that big time. Oh, hell yeah. 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 Lost money when they drove him off the lot. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. That is true. What is it about the car dealerships that made him stand out so much? You know how like you hear so many stories about athletes going totally bankrupt because they invest in like their cousin's car wash sure. or something <laughs> like that. He he made like tens of millions of dollars on these uh, car dealerships, and there was like a ten-year period where. You couldn't drive on the main highways for more than about 20 minutes without seeing one of his dealerships. And it just felt like he was omnipresent in the city. And then he sold it out to uh, some national chain and made just so much, so much money. But Elway's always been super savvy that way. I mean, even going back to the draft when uh, the Colts took him and he basically said, uh, no, I'm not doing yeah. that. Pretty savvy guy. Yeah, he seems he seems pretty sharp. He he walks uh, he walks with a pretty pronounced limp now. He's a mess physically. It looks like, but mm. I think the brain is still intact. Luckily, mm. I think I have a crush on him now. You've talked me into it. I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> welcome on board. There's 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 plenty of him to love. Your dating life is pretty damn interesting. I found your writing to be so good, and the reason why it's so good to me is because it's like you're inside of my head, almost telling my story. It was like especially the time when you were 
talking about uh, the first time you bought condoms and you're about to have sex <laughs> for the first time. Can you share a little bit of that story real quick? Yeah, so I uh, I was a late bloomer. Yeah, I like when I graduated high school, I weighed 130 pounds and it was like five foot five, and I looked so young that uh, that summer I got carted trying to see a PG-13 movie <laughs> because I was not accompanied by an adult, and they thought I might be under 13. And that movie was Mickey Blue Eyes. The nice vehicle, which With, makes uh, it even more embarrassing. James Hugh, Gunn. Who? Wait. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it Hugh Grant? Yeah, Hugh Grant, James Caan, and who was the girl? Jean Triplehorn? Ah. Uh, that might be right, yeah. <laughs> I watch a lot of movies. <laughs> I used to say that that was my standard as the most boring movie of all time. Like, you know, exact equator of all filmdom, it's Mickey Blue Eyes because it's totally non-offensive, but nothing to get excited about. Yeah, and now, now imagine someone trying to deny you being able to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a 12-year-old. The rakish charm of Hugh Grant might be too much for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so I, I really looked young. So when I, I, I got a, I got my first girlfriend, I hadn't even kissed someone in high school. But, you know, when you get to college, everyone's drinking a ton and there's no adult supervision and you can overcome some things in that environment. And so I got a girlfriend. And after like three months of dry humping and making out, we decided to try sex. And so I had to go buy condoms. But I look, I still looked so young. I was just afraid that I'd go in and I'd be like one box of sexual condoms please <laughs> and they'd be like no no little kid get out of here you know here's here's a tootsie pop enjoy your day um and so i and i think a lot of people do this when they're buying condoms i was like well i, I can't just buy condoms that's that's crazy like if you only buy toilet paper it's like you're telling the clerk like i need a sh- go to the bathroom right now yeah you need you need a little gum you need a little horny goat weed you know yeah so i decided to buy a beverage uh and for some reason i settled on apple juice uh to make me look more adult uh that was my beverage of choice apple juice is more adult yeah i like like, cheerios i know but in the time i was like i got a drink i'm just a normal thirsty adult (laughs) buying some condoms Uh, apple juice yeah, and uh, and and then to pick up the condoms, I was too afraid to like stop and like stand there in front of them and read them. So I did like four or five laps through the aisle, just glancing over as I as I sped walked by to try and gather information about which kind I was going to buy. And uh, I, I finally bought them, and I, I made the purchase. It it went fine, of course, because no one really gives a crap if a freshman in college is buying condoms. I was like, whew, I did it. And as I was walking out, the lady just said, like, with a little lyricism in her voice, she was like, have a nice night, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got condoms and a bottle of apple juice. You're damn right I'm having a nice night. <laughs> yeah, it was like the first time that I bought condoms at the local convenience store. The woman that was working the counter goes to church with my mom and she definitely knew me and it was like one o'clock in the morning i lost my virginity under the most heinous circumstances in the back seat of a ford taurus next to my lake the the neighborhood lake awful <laughs> it's not that bad is it really uh, i guess it could be worse but you had lakefront property that's something <laughs> <laughs> should have seen the taurus i was you guys remember uh, the, uh, I'm sure, maybe Madison does. I don't know about Brian and Jeff, but you remember Shine from Bad Boy, the rapper? 
Uh, Was he in Mickey Blue Eyes? Because if not, no. <laughs> he did the soundtrack, oh, but I was just cruising around to that thinking I was... Were you by yourself for this experience, by the way? I've not heard you bring a girl up yet. No, no, no. The, the girl was totally with me. And uh, <laughs> she just enjoyed how gangster I was just cruising around in my Ford Taurus, or Ford Escort, excuse me, Ford oh, Escort, nice. wow. listening to Shine. And, uh, Women like bad boys. They do. Yeah. And that's what I, I thought do. I was at the time. <laughs> I really enjoy the book. One of the, the things that I also identified with was the groupie dating, because I have oh. tons of them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I uh, mine was <laughs> sort of a groupie in quotes, uh, <laughs> seeing as... I never had sex with her. You know, I, I host a, a storytelling show, and so a, a girl was waiting outside the show for me. And like when you're a rock and roll guy, they like get backstage and they they blow the lead guitarist. And uh, this groupie asked if she could buy me a slice of pie, uh, which was very sweet. Maybe Sexy. maybe better than a blowjob. Uh, <laughs> I got pecan pecan pie, and it was great. Uh, but yeah, I found out it was, it was kind of weird to go on a date with someone who knew all about me before I knew anything about them, basically. That is a weird dynamic. I never mm. thought about that. Oh, what does the Lady of Spain think about all these stories, by the way? Uh, well, I wouldn't recommend writing a book about every woman you've ever had sex with in your first year of marriage. <laughs> uh, but we are still married. She's been uh, very cool about it overall, uh, but it's definitely was a little weird for her to read. You know, like when you're an adult, you know your ex has been in love before and had sex before, but very few people have to read about it in uh, detail. Uh, so she uh, she read it. She knows the exact page when I stop talking about other women and start talking about her, and uh, that's her favorite part of the book. <laughs> but uh, she's been good. She's the, she's the happy ending of the book. So I wait. I made her wait to read it until I'd completely finished it. So at least if she was mad, she would get to the end, and then there'd be the nice stuff about her. I suppose, by the way, um, you could just tell your wife if she ever gets annoyed, much worse than writing a book about all the girls you've had sex with would just be trying to tell everyone individually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would really be creepier. So It would. I'd get it all out of the way in an efficient package. Less efficient, too. You know, I, I like your directness on this. Yeah, the, the actually, the scariest thing was uh, my mother-in-law reading. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. My uh, wife loves me, my parents love me, and have to always love me. My mother-in-law does not have to always love me. (laughs) The greatest thing uh, for a mother-in-law to read is about your slutty, slutty son-in-law. Has she said said anything to you? Uh, She said, I am very uh, thoughtful for my young age. Uh, I think that's the nicest thing she could think of. You can pre-order the book now. On MadisonPerry.com, it's uh, Madison with two T's and one S. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, a whole bunch of other outlets. And uh, hopefully, you know, yeah. you get this outstanding bump here from the Off Balance 3. Because you really... Off Balance 3 bump. Get that, o- <laughs> that OB3 bump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it comes out on May 24th. It'll be in bookstores. I'm going to be doing a reading on the 20th in Los Angeles at Skylight Books. And on the 24th in New York at uh, Book Court in Brooklyn. Be. I will sign anything you want me to sign. No restrictions. Maybe the book. Maybe maybe a bosom. Uh, Who knows? You might have to fill us in with the oddest requester that that someone brings to you. All right, I will. Yeah, the uh, the off balance three follow up. Well, I appreciate nice. your time, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Love the podcast. It was fun to be on here with you guys. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. All right, talk to you soon. 
Well, that's the end of the show. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll have another one for you next week. As always, check out Jeff Young's writing on crookedscoreboard.com. Follow at RealBrianMiller on Twitter. And follow me at Aaron Hodges and, of course, the show at OB3 Place to Be. Let us know how you felt about the show. And if you're feeling froggy, uh, give a little shout out to Madison, MadisonPerry.com. That's M A T T E S O N Perry.com. You can find his Twitter and all kinds of contact info over there. So give him a shout out. Let him know you enjoyed him on the show. We'd appreciate it. It means a lot to us. And, uh, this song right here is from Wicked Hollow, a cool band that perhaps you'll dig. So check them out on Bandcamp.com. Just search for Wicked Hollow. And if you like them, go ahead and purchase. It's like $4 for a little EP. Appreciate you guys listening. Again, if you want to leave a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher goes a long way towards spreading the word about the show. And go Raptors. We'll see you next week. <laughs>